Go! In response to a series of extreme natural disasters, a coalition of nations commissioned Dutch Boy, Boy, a system of satellites designed to control climate on a global scale. After Dutch Boy neutralizes a massive hurricane over Shangi, the project's architect Jake Lawson is reprimanded by a Senate subcommittee like Dan Halen, led by Dan Halen, for activating the satellites without prior approval. It is subsequently replaced by his brother Max, who works under Secretary of State Leonard Deckham. Three years later. Three year. I can't do it. Three years later. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Three years later. A United Nations field team station in Afghanistan comes across a village that has been flash frozen. Wait a minute, you mean to tell me there's a man named Stan that's an Afghan? Yes, all, right. all along with all of its inhabitants. The U.S. President Andrew Palmer calls an emergency meeting of his cabinet. Sound like a drunk early scholar. Carter. I can't even say my own name. Where blame is placed on a techno blah blah Early. malfunction. Shut up, Grandma. Shut up, Ma. Where's my dentures? I'm naming it to my Oreos. Quit laughing, get my goddamn teeth. Need my teeth. Don't make me come over there. Whoops. After Max demands a proper investigation, Palma consents to sending someone to the International Climate Space Station, bringing Junior and my mama, prompting Deckham. To suggest Jake. Meanwhile, in ICSS, that's really close to ISIS, satellite engineer stores the log data from the Afghanistan satellite in a locker moments before he was ejected into space. Terrible, terrible thing. Max approaches Jake at his house in Cocoa Beach, Florida. It's a shithole. Where he has lived for the past three years to persuade him to return to the station and investigate the cause behind the disaster in Afghanistan. Meanwhile, I say that. Meanwhile, meanwhile, a sudden temperature spike in Hong Kong results in gas lines bursting, destroying part of the city. Tarnation. And a massive firestorm nearly don't make me come over there, nearly killing Chang. Whoa, uh, I'll take my knife out and chop you up. Max's college friend in the Dutch Boy program's Hong Kong bureau chief. Upon arriving at ISIS, Jake is introduced to Ute. Ute Fassbinder, the current commander of the space station, along with her crew. When the crew tries to investigate the Hong Kong satellite, the robotic arm holding the satellite malfunctions. How appropriate. Causing the satellite to be broken beyond repair. All of its data is lost. Another satellite goes haywire, and Tokyo is struck with a massive hailstorm. Great band. I tell you, hailstorm is a great band. Back my pain is wet. I thought that was the Doobie Brothers or Leonard Skinner. I don't discriminate. Back in Hong Kong, Chang, suspecting the satellites, contacts Max after finding that he was suddenly lost, that he has suddenly lost login access to the satellite. He also tells Max that if malfunction continues, the world will suffer from Geostorm. That's my favorite car. I love the Chevy Geostorm. Oh, a wonderful car. Got a lot of gas mileage. Oh, yeah. And on, it's not anywhere near my truck, boat truck. An unstoppable chain reaction of extreme weather patterns globally. You shut up there. And simultaneously, Max realizes, no, no, it wasn't and simultaneously Max realizes. It was an unstoppable chain reaction of extreme weather patterns globally and simultaneously. Max realizes that he also can't access the satellite 
He enlists Dana, a Department of Defense hacker who works in cybersecurity, and discovers that his access has been deliberately locked out. What a bitch. Meanwhile, Chang's office is raided by armed mercenaries, which are really just Secret Service agents. Oops, gave one away. Chang successfully hides from them and flies to the States to tell Max what he has uncovered, only to be killed because it is a predictable and shitty movie. Oops, gave that one away too. In another attempt to find the cause of the malfunction, Jake and Uti, uh, I don't know how to say that name. You, you, the two Utes. The two Utes. Yeah, the two Utes. Jake and Ute fly outside the ISIS to retrieve a hard drive, which had been ejected along with the satellite engineer. However, Jake's suit malfunctions conveniently, causing his boosters to go out of control. Nearly gets himself gets himself killed. Killed it. Out of reach of ISIS. After being rescued, conveniently, Jake reveals to Oot that Oody. one of the Utes that he has retrieved the hard drive, but has kept it secret from the crew, suspecting a traitor among them. Jake and Ute attempt to find the source of the error, but are blocked by someone. Jake concludes that someone within the White House is responsible. Jake tells Max about his findings in an encrypted message. In the meantime, the ISIS staff attempt to neutralize malfunctioning satellites by deliberately knocking them offline with collisions shooting billions of dollars of space shit at other space shit. Meanwhile, Ching Ching nearly meets up with Max, but is killed. I had already said that. When an assailant kicks him into the street, and he gets hit by a car, but not before he tells Max about the Project Zeus. Zeus. I I just want to know if if Leonidas talks about Sparta. Who the hell is Leonidas? Leonidas got the sick pack. Sick pack. That's... There ain't no Leonidas in this movie. I don't know. Got me more six-pack. Better than a schlitz. God damn it. Ain't no goddamn Leonidas in this movie. I know. I'm talking. He's talking sign of his mouth, man. He's, going, he's a man make me high. Got that's the, that's the Gerald Butler guy. Yeah, he got Gerald Butler. Face. Max and Dana find out that Project Zeus is a program meant for simulating extreme weather patterns in an effort to create the biggest geostorm. The biggest Chevy car out there. Jake and the two Utes, with the help of fellow crew member Dusset, recovers the copied log of data from the late engineer and discovers that the satellite has been infected with a virus, just like in Independence Day, the greatest movie ever made. Yeah, yeah, and then, and then I love the part where and, and, and Leonidas fights exercise. Ain't no Leonidas in this movie, woman. Leonidas fights exorcists in space. Fights them in space. There's no Leonidas in this movie, woman. And the naked. Look, you shut up. And Tallywhacker flying left and right. You ever seen zero gravity Tallywhacker? God damn it. Most of more. Systematically, the virus has been wiping out everyone's login access to the satellite. Jake believes that the president is behind the attack and is using Dutch Boy as a weapon. He tells Max that in order to flush out the virus... He needs to reboot the system entirely. Leonidas stick his finger in my It's not damn. Leonidas. Right in my it's damn. Gerald Butler. Plug my hole. Gerald Butter. Plug my hole, Dutch boy. And that requires a kill code held by the president. You shut up, lady. Woo! Max and Sarah, his girlfriend, and a Secret Service agent. I'm sorry. I was wrong about that. God damn Max, you learned how to read. Max, Sarah, his girlfriend, 
and Secret Service agent to help him acquire the kill code. I'm ashamed to call you my son and, and nephew and second cousin removed. <laughs> During the National Democratic Convention in Orlando, oh, shithole, Max finds out with the recent severe temperature plunge in Rio de Janeiro, Orlando, wait a second, in Rio de Janeiro, Orlando, I didn't know that there was a Rio de Janeiro in Orlando, is next in line for a superstorm. He requests Deckham to help secure the code from the president. But Deckham... Oh, that was a good one. But Deckham instead tries to kill Max. Leonidas, come over here and Deckham. There ain't no goddamn Leonidas in this movie, woman. You shut up. To help secure the kill code from the president, Deckham instead tries to kill Max with his dick. Unveiling, he's trying to dick him. Unveiling himself as the mastermind behind the malfunctions. I was so surprised at that moment. More saving, more doing. <laughs> <laughs> Fourth wall broken. <laughs> Pow. Pow. <laughs> Max escapes and immediately informs Sarah, and he and Sarah kidnap President Palma to protect him from other service members, potentially with Deckham, and kill the security code. And secure the kill code, not kill the security code. Is that like safe word? Yes. <laughs> My throat is all fucked up now. They manage to save Palma and escape from the stadium before a massive thunderstorm blows it up. My kill code is ejector seat. What? There ain't no Leonidas in this movie, goddammit. After outsmarting Deckham's mercenaries, Max and Sarah confront him about his intentions with Dutch Boy as he's arrested. To wipe out all of America's enemies... Take a line out of succession ahead of him so he can become the next president of the world solely so that the U.S. can dominate everything. Ugh. Apparently, this goes on forever like the movie. On board the ISIS. Painful like no lube having. The virus. You got that right. My throat is killing me. The virus results in the team losing control of all operations. I hate it when I run out of spickle spackle. <laughs> and... And the self-destruct program being initiated. Never spit on it. As cities around the world, you want to spit my throat, woman? No, goddamn. Are devastated by natural disasters. Talking about Leonidas. Jake, it's not Leonidas, woman. It's Gerald Butters. Oh, he could butter me up any day. Any day. Jake realizes that British ISIS software engineer Duncan is responsible and confronts him. Ooh, worker how I could dump on it, too. Holy shit, there's more. In the ensuing scuffle... Duncan accidentally ejects himself into space, and Jake escapes. He ejects himself into me. <coughs> he knows safe word. I'm about to faint. Leonidas had that effect on people. Uh, 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 as the crew evacuates, Jake decides to stay behind in order to ensure that the reboot is complete. Leonidas, get behind me. Max and Sarah manage to escort the president to the, sp- to the, to the Spenity Case Center. Which president? Kennedy Space uh, Congenital twin Andy Garcia. Better not start with no O and then end with a Bama. Alabama? You know what you I mean. You know what it is. Sweet home, Alabama. You know what I mean. Where it is revealed that the geostorm can be stopped. The kill code cannot stop the self-destruct process, however, and the two youths decide to st- stay behind in order to help Jake and construct and... <laughs> can manage to reboot the system and transfer satellite control to NASA, preventing the geostorm. Don't prevent the geostorm. That's a great car. Uh, they keep saying that name like it's commercial. 
They managed to take the shelter in the replacement weather satellite just as the self-destruction completes and managed to signal for nearby NASA shuttle to pick them up. Another good one. Six months. Six orgasms later, Jacobs reclaimed his, his job as the head engineer for the Dutch boy with overhead control of the Dutch boy given to international committee. You you talk it up, Grandma. The movie ends with a note that says, "Meet me behind the dumpster, Leonidas Love Ya One 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 XO XO." The movie ends. It's this. The movie ends with a note that no one can change the past, but people can embrace the future. Talked by a young girl because children in action movies have the most interesting thoughts and are right. That's right. Bullshit. Hug my dog. You know, where I, the hell my Oreos at, man? God damn it. I have the characters listed right here as Ruby Jean, Granny Cotter, Granny and Bates. Granny. I tell you, what? All I had to do was bring up the information just to say that your name is Granny. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. And why don't you go find Rusty? I'm gonna take a nap. I gotta go. I gotta go relieve myself of my Leonidas. I got a pang for him. Don't you go touching that, Leonidas. You might get something. You know what rhymes with pain? Gain. Granny Poontang. <laughs> All right. Welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that ever ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside. Come inside. I am Joe Spiegel, and sitting across from me is... The sore-throated Mike Sullivan, <laughs> as if you couldn't tell. See, it's, uh, it's doing voices as a noise that is, is it? Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Yes. Yeah, I know. I've been doing voices my whole life, but... The, the actual art of voice acting is, I, I didn't really pay attention to that until I started doing podcasting with you. And then you started showing me all like the behind the scenes and, and you know, like like who whose voice is that and stuff like that. Yeah, there, there's another one. I know um, that voice. The yeah. Nerdist is using, uh, like Rob Paulson right now is doing these, uh, his podcasts and they're getting, they're like, if you ever listen to the old Rob Paulson podcast, uh-huh. he, he has them all. It's just like his Billy West and Maurice LaMarche and all this other yeah. shit before we get into um, the, the movie. The shitty movie. And yeah, because this is infinitely <laughs> more interesting anyways. Fuck yeah. So Rob Paulson is now videoing these these shows, vlogs or whatever you want to call them. They're just, they're, they're fucking, they're TV shows. Just call them that. Uh-huh. And he's had a bunch of, a bunch of actors on and what they do is they do exactly what we're doing and i had this idea a while back which is to, to read these scripts right parallel thinking i'm not saying that you know he ripped them off or we ripped them off or he ripped us off or we ripped him off i don't even want to pursue that because you know we'll go down that line of thinking because when because ultimately i got the idea from the uh what do you call it the um those comic con things where the panels have all these voice actors, and they would do you know the scripts yeah. from Star the Wars. Table or readings, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> but Rob Paulson is doing exactly what we're doing, which is the uh, the one on one thing. Yeah. So they they just do a character versus character type of thing. So if you've if you've been listening to the Rick and the Rick and Morty stuff, yeah. the show sucks. Joe and I read a, a like a page or so from the script and do it in the Rick and Morty voices as best we can. I mean, we're not <laughs> we're we're nowhere near as good as as those guys. I put the immature and amateur. <laughs> so, anyways, um, he's had Joe John DiMaggio on, mm-hmm. and they did they did um, 
2001, where Hal and David. I can't do that. Dave. Yeah, I can't do that, Dave. But he was, but but Dimaggio was doing it as Bender. I can't do that, Dave. I can't, you know, I can't do. Dude, Dimaggio's—he stands on his own. Man. Yeah, he's got a very unique voice, especially when it comes. to I Bender. could probably do Maurice Lamarche before I could get to being able to do Dimaggio. Yeah, and then he had Seth Green on, and they did the Obi Wan Anakin dialogue before they get into the fight. You know, uh-huh. this is my empire. You know. Yeah, if you're against me, then you're my enemy. Yeah, and but he did it as Chris Griffin. <laughs> There's an evil monkey in my closet. Yeah. So, but he did Anakin as Chris Griffin, uh-huh. or Chris Griffin as Anakin. Yeah. Either or, and it was fucking hilarious. But there's a whole bunch of others. Yeah. They have like the entire cast of Dragon Ball Z doing overdubs of movies, not well, entire movies. Well, look, we we were talking about we we, we wanted to do like a live show. Um, couple, more than a couple of years ago, right? And we were already talking about throwing about throwing out ideas for like script reads in, in certain. Ways. I also wanted to do like Gollum first. Right. I think my I think the, my first idea was to do Gollum to reading scripts, right? And then it, it went from there to different voices having Arnold in chains or Arnold is singing. You know, Arnold know. chains is still a great fucking idea. And I don't want to give all that shit away because whenever we finally get to it, but. Um, yeah, because someone's going to make a movie out of it. <laughs> Apparently, everything that we come up with, someone is yeah making a movie out of. Yeah, it. like just how we plan on doing Compelled, and then all of a sudden, this fucking this all this stuff starts happening now. Yeah, you know, I'm not trying to take credit. Like it just again, it's yeah. it just happens to be coincidental. Yeah, you know. So, uh, oh man, I, I yeah, I just uh, it it's fun to to do this. Like sometimes I, I feel like. Oh, I can't. I don't think I can do this. But if I'm actually energized and I'm in the mode, I can fucking I can have fun with the, doing the voices and stuff. So right now is a very fun time. So uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll watch some more of those episodes. Um, all that on um, YouTube stuff, man, because that that shit is um, fucking hilarious when they when they do it. Uh, Geostorm. This is not going to be a long review from uh, from you and me because. I have not. Well, we're going to do it right, though. Okay, so. I don't. Okay, there's the good, the bad, and the ugly. Exactly. Okay, right off the fucking bat, I have not a single good in this entire film. Really? Not, not none. I have none. I will say this: of all, all the bullshit. Okay. First of all, um, some of the scenes where they were shooting, like uh, the opening scene where Gerard Butler, Gerald Butters, <laughs> um, with, is with the tie, the dude with the tie. Yeah, when the, the the opening scene where he's addressing Congress, wherever yeah. they are in London, uh-huh. why Congress would be in London, uh, who fucking knows? Because it, it has fallen. Oh, that's right. Thank you. So Olympus has fallen, not London. Well, both of them did. Well, Congress was a, is a fucking United States thing. Why the fuck are they in London? Because he's Gerard Butler and he can he can cross over. Yeah. Again, what does Gerard Butler have to do with moving an entire country's government to another country? More entertainment factor. There we go. There we go. So uh, where they filmed that in that rotunda right there? Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Um, the the tile on the floor. You, you know why I didn't notice that? Why? Because of all the bullshit coming out of everyone's mouth. Yeah. See, I, I, <laughs> I specifically tried to avoid any of that stuff and, yeah. and started looking beyond... Like all the other stuff, you're bigger man when, than me. When when the when the uh, space shuttles or the rockets would take off, yeah. in the background from his house because he lives amazingly 
on this fucking beautiful s- section of land. Oh, it's so Michael Bay-esque. And the camera angles yeah. and shit. Speaking of, Dora the Explorer, right? Um, Is that true? I don't know. I don't want to get into it. Right oh, now. my God. I just sounded like I'm from the show. Is that true? Is that true? Backpack. Backpack. But, <laughs> yeah, so he conveniently has this plot of land where, you know, he has his trailer and his fucking... Ten million dollar satellite set up in in uh, the uh, the specialized solar panels. Yeah, you know. Oh, and his daughter knows how to work on them. Yeah, very it, very well. Yeah, and didn't she say I built them? No, he built them. She because she said something like I built them. No, to her uncle. No, she didn't. All right, whatever. He asked her, "Why are you working on those? Where did you get the parts?" And oh, let me guess, he built them. But you could see the 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 rockets taking off yeah. in the background. That was fucking cool. And then um, I'm just trying to think of anything else. <laughs> Take your time. Well, the, the you know when when the Democratic National Convention blew up the well, not not the demon but the uh, the place the uh, the arena that they had it at. Yeah. When that fucking blew up, that was kind of cool. It just it reminded me cool. a ripoff of another Dean Devlin <laughs> adventure called Godzilla. How about Independence or, Day? Or Gyno. No, remember where they blew up Madison Square Garden? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, see? Yeah. Dude, this movie is a complete fucking ripoff of everything Dean Devlin has done with Roland Emmerich. Right. And 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 then some. Yeah, it's Independence Day meets... Day After Tomorrow. Deep Impact. 2012. Deep Impact. That's what I meant, 2012. Armageddon. Yeah, it's... No, 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 no. This is Independence Day meets Godzilla meets <laughs> 2012. It, yeah, it's all it, it's every Roland Emmerich uh, Dean Devlin collaboration except for 10,000 BC. Yeah, a pile of garbage. It's a fucking pile. Oh, and then the trailer that ran before it is is this movie about a boy and a dog that says, you know, witness how human evolution, I don't know if you saw it. Witness human evolution between man and animal. You know, the first the first step between how dogs came to be. It looks just like 10,000 BC. That's I, the first thing I saw. I was like, this is garbage. It didn't play at my showing. That trailer didn't. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're lucky. <laughs> it looks dumb, huh? Okay. Yeah. 10,000 BC was a fucking turd. Anyway. Yeah, but people go and see these. Sh- <clears throat> Dude, <clears throat> people fucking clapped in this movie. They clapped at the end of the movie. Every Jerry Bruckheimer production and every fucking Michael Bay film since the early 90s till now always has a bunch of people in a fucking control room um, celebrating and high-fiving each other, right? Right. And then there's always someone on the monitors that are, everyone gets quiet for a second. They go, wait, wait, oh, oh, there it is. Yay, they made it. And What's that? How the Zoom in on that. How many fucking times can you do that over and over again and people not see it and say, fuck you, this is bullshit. Bullshit. Look, this movie... I call bullshit. Did you know that they started filming this fucking movie in 2014? 2014. And after they spent eight... They threw $80 million into it. Fucking test screenings were completely negative on it. Right? So they decided to throw some more fucking money at it. And it still turned out to be a giant turd. So the movie takes fucking three years to come out. They throw... They throw, they do reshoots. They replace a couple actors. And the movie still sucks ass. Look... Uh, this everything about this movie fucking sucks. All right, the the right from the get go, the the brother conflict, the the bringing up the past and 
and as they when they were boys and the arguing with each other and and I have to fire you fucking bullshit all that was stupid in your shit okay um every fucking actor in this movie all the talent that was in this fucking movie is completely fucking wasted all right Ed Harris wasted Andy Garcia wasted his fucking twin symbiote brother fucking wasted okay everyone in this is fucking wasted all right more saving more doing and and the one who's most wasted in this fucking movie is Gerard Butler cuz he fucking talks like he's wasted like he like he's fucking drunk off his ass because he keeps talking out of the side of his fucking mouth, um, and then who else? Oh, his fucking Abby Cornish as Jim Sturgis's uh, secret know, hidden lover. Yeah, Secret Service fucking girlfriend. Well, this is fuck, dude. We we just we talked about this already. This fucking movie is horrendous. It's it's a flaming pile of garbage thrown into a Tijuana dumpster. It's fire. a straight to video fucking movie. With a huge budget. Yeah, it's not even straight to video. This makes the core look like a fucking classic. Yeah. And the core fucking sucked. Yes. Except for Stanley Tucci. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, let's just start from the beginning. Gerard Can Butler. Let's start at the end and be over with it. I wish we could. <laughs> Gerard Butler shows up in London. And I already mentioned this. He shows up in London before a congressional committee to explain whatever the fuck is going on. To a senator, yeah. To a, to, senator. To a senator, yeah. Thank you. The guy that was in West Wing. Uh-huh. About... I always remember him as the guy that gets ripped in half by the two T-Rexes in The Lost World. Yes. Same guy. It's a high hide. <laughs> so you you hide. High. <laughs> he saved Jeff Goldblum's life. Yeah. <laughs> Good for him. Um, he... <sighs> His name was Eddie Carr. He's the only one that appears before Congress. Yeah. And they're angry at him because he's an hour late... Because he had to fly down from the International Space Shuttle on the International Space Shuttle to get to this meeting, and they're already angry at him, and his brother's already angry at him because he's late. And he defied orders. Yeah. And he he saved a a whole country from a, a mega hurricane. Without permission. Yeah, yeah. They went. They went online too early, which is bullshit. You know, no, no fucking government contract is going to say never go online too early. That was Padme talking to the Senate. <laughs> I didn't come here when my people just sit here and die, just so this can be discussed in a committee. Right. <laughs> Fuck this movie, man. Just fuck it right in the bunghole. Yeah. And then, okay, so so Gerard Butler gets fired, right? And his brother takes over for him. Filed. And and they're going to send up six people from. They're going to send up six congressional aides or whatever they're going to do to oversee this whole thing, right? Yeah. And so they got to fire six people that are instrumental in keeping the station running out of spite. Yeah, out of spite. So what they're going to do is they're going to fire six of the biggest fucking brains on the planet. Because the congressman doesn't like the fact that there aren't six members of Congress up there. Yeah. Or six aides or whatever the fuck they are. Yeah. (laughs) So Gerard Butler gets fired. What we didn't know at the time was that he was married. So that was, that's not even part of the whole fucking plan. Yeah, that was cut out of the script. And then. (laughs) It's one of the things they cut out. Had a different, the actress from, um, um, from Vikings, the main actress. Right. Who, uh, anyway, married to Ragnar Lothbrok. Her, his first wife, she was going to play the wife first. And then because of the reshoots, they took her character completely out of the movie and replaced it with that one scene showing of the ex-wife. Sitting with her with the daughter. On the bed, yeah. Yeah, because he promised he would, he would, he would come back. And, yeah. Anyways, so he's now divorced, and then his brother has to 
It's three years later. Three years later. Three years later. And <laughs> his brother has to go and basically kiss his ass. Yeah. You know, kiss Gerard Butler's ass, Ger- Gerald Butler's ass. <laughs> and he shows up and he's living uh, in a in an Airstream trailer of, and it's surrounded by millions of dollars of equipment, mm-hmm. of, of fucking communications equipment. He's built his own... M- Solar Sun grid? tracking solar grid. Yeah. Which makes no sense. Got a futuristic car. Yeah. And he has a 1969 Camaro that has an engine in it that is so far technologically superior to every fucking engine on the planet. Yeah. Yet he cannot get a job. No. And he's divorced. No. Yeah. Because he lost his job as an astronaut. As the Geostormer. Yeah. And 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 he lives on this fucking beautiful plot of land, and he's still angry at his brother after three years of whatever the fuck he was doing in those three years. Yeah, not patenting that engine, not selling anything, not not doing anything to make money. He can't get a job in the private sector? The only thing I can think is, you know like when there's like Russian physicists and then they defect? Right. And then they come over here and all they can be is taxi drivers? Yeah. I think that's the only thing I can think of. He has... <laughs> that's it. He that's literally it. has like a $500,000 Camaro in his front yard. Yeah. Yeah, he can't get a fucking job. Look, dude, it, this movie has the rationality of pixels. All right? Where Adam Sandler works at the cable company and his best friend, his childhood friend, is the fucking POTUS, right? He's the fucking president. Right. And he gets to do whatever he wants and visit him anytime he fucking wants without yeah, being walk searched. walk right in. Walk right in, fucking put your legs, your feet right up on the fucking desk in right. the Oval Office. And it's, it's all good. It's all good. You know, oh, but, it, the, oh, the most powerful man in the free world and he can't get you a better job than a fucking cable installer? Yeah. Okay. It, yeah. Oh, and then and then we cut to the brother going, you know, showing up to talk to the president or whoever. Yeah. Right. And he he starts talking to a White House secret security person. It's a female. It's Abby Cornish. Yeah. And it turns out that they're it's the fiance thing. They're, they're right? having relations. Yeah. So they're about to get married and whatever else. But she she tells, oh, like I can't I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't show affection. It's yeah. against the the code. It's this and that and blah 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 blah. It's not. It is not. There is no code about Secret Service agents not being able to date senatorial aides or anything yeah. else like that because they are different parts of the staff. Yeah. He's he has he has nothing to do with the presidential staff. Yeah. In fact, he's not even hired by the president. He's a fucking aide. He's a congressional aide. Yeah. And and <laughs> there you know um that there's that whole bullshit strained that's not even strained. It's a weird strained relationship and I don't even know where to go with this. It's, ar- it's, dude, it's just a bunch of arguing. This whole movie is just full of arguing. Okay, it's fucking Sturgis and and Butler arguing with each other. It's fucking uh, it's it's Butler arguing with the Senate. Yeah. Okay. It's oh yeah, the Secret Service agents aren't allowed to be married. Yeah, and it's Abby Cornish arguing with Jim Sturgis in a cute way about her duties as a Secret Service officer, and then him saying and and him arguing about her duties as a fiance. You know and. 
and what I was more arguing with fucking uh, Ed Helm or Ed Helms, <laughs> Ed Harris, and and uh, who fucking else man in this movie? Oh, oh, Gerard Butler arguing with the the head now, the the German lady head of the space station, you know, and then uh, oh, there, uh, fuck, there's more arguing than that. I think there's arguing with United Nations, and and just it's just a bunch of pointless fucking arguing, right? You know. It, <laughs> you got the convenience of plot, okay? And then, of course, of course, at the end of the fucking movie, you have to have some some power monger fucking evil American, right? Right? It's always got to be an American, right? Who's trying to control the fucking world. Yeah, most Secret Service agents aren't on protection detail anyways. Yeah. So, oh, oh, and by the way, yeah, listening to a Secret Service agent talking about what's going on in the White House in and of itself... They don't have to stand at a rigid pose. Mm. They walk around. <laughs> They're not like uh, the, the 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 British guards. Yeah, when 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 powerful people come to the White House and they look at the Secret Service agent and say, "Get the fuck out of here!" Uh-huh. Get the fuck out of here! Like when when uh, <laughs> um, when Hillary Dentist, Hillary Clinton I'm getting the fuck out of here. Hillary Clinton <laughs> would come downstairs to go see Bill or whatever. Yeah, she would say. What the fuck are you doing? Get out of here. And then she would walk in and go see Bill in on the Oval Office. There's a, there is another presidential office, uh-huh. the work office, right? The Oval Office is more, mostly for, you know, photographic. Photo ops. And, and TV stuff. And tourism. Yeah. yeah. Tourism bullshit. So that's what the Oval Office is mostly for. But they're not far. Just let me say that. They're, and they talk to each other. They walk around. They will stand next to each other and bullshit. Yeah. Because they're not in any danger right then and there. Yeah. Their job is to make sure that he's okay. So what are they going to do with the rest of their time? Stand there like the fucking guards? It's just like when you speculate about a main vi- a mega villain from a superhero movie. Like, does 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 Thanos just sit in his <laughs> chair fucking 24 hours a day going, I'm going to take over the universe? Or does he get up and take a shit, make a sandwich? He's got to do something. Yeah. And then you have the bad guy Secret Service agent going around the world killing people. Oh, wait a second. You just committed a crime in international territory and have created an incident by trying to murder a national, uh-huh. a Chinese national. Yeah. And then he comes and flies over. Yeah. And not only is he tracked because he works for the U.S. government. Okay. So let's just get this out of the way. We have a Chinese national who lives in Hong Kong who is a U.S. government agent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I thought he wasn't a U.S. government. I thought he was. Um, he worked for the for the for the Tokyo side, probably or the Hong Kong side, or probably. But he's still he's still the U.S. He's an American because him and him and Ger- Gerard Butler's yeah. brother, yeah, Max, just, yeah. are best friends. They've been lifelong best friends, uh-huh. so they grew up together. Uh-huh. All right, so he's an American that's, that's in Hong Kong. Isn't that convenient? Yeah, but that was never explained in the story. Yeah, he's an American who's in Hong Kong. Together. No, I just read it, dude. I just okay, fucking it's, well, read it. It's not it. a big deal. Whatever. I'll take your word for it. Just keep going. Seriously, you don't need to double check. I'm not going to. Anyways, satellite engineer, right? Mm-hmm. It's over. Anyways, um, <clears throat> uh, Chang, that's his name, okay? Mm-hmm. So Chang, suspecting that the satellites are all fucked up, yeah. contacts Max after finding that he's lost login. He tells Max that if the malfunction continues, the world suffers a geostorm. Okay, fine. Because that's one of the 250 simulations, right? Yeah. And then Max figures out, Max realizes that he 
they he can't process a satellite or access. He unless Dana discovers his access has been like done that blah blah blah. Um, Chang's office is raided, but Chang successfully hides from the Secret Service the bad Secret Service agents and flies to the states. He leaves his office, which means that he has to badge in and out. Okay, yeah. so when they get there, they know he's still there, so they didn't even check for him. Okay. And then he has to badge out because he's in a highly secret fucking organization determined to fix the world's problems, working with technology that is above everyone's pay grade, period. He leaves, gets on a fucking plane, which means that not only is he a U.S. government employee, or a, and he's a U.S. government employee because he's or, or a, a highly placed government employee for Hong Kong yeah. because he works on the space station. Yeah, it could be a national. Right? Okay. He has to use his passport. He has to log in. He has to go through... Um, Two million lines of code? Yeah. No, he has to go through uh, customs. Uh-huh. Okay. So not only is every movement tracked, he gets on a plane... And flies from Hong Kong to Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. All right, so we've established that. Gets off in Washington, D.C., where he has to be processed through customs. He has to check in his bags or check out his bags. His passport. His passport. <clears throat> and then whatever hotel he's staying at mm-hmm. and his credit cards are run. Yeah. And then he shows up and conveniently then? at a crosswalk where the Secret Service agent who was not five minutes prior in the movie in Hong Kong at the same time lands and is in the United States at the same exact fucking time as him. Yeah. Hmm. And then he pushes him (laughs) out. He pushes him out into traffic. We have fucking traffic cameras (coughs) and nobody saw or tried to stop him from being pushed out into a fucking. No, no. See the the secret service already talked to everybody. There was a line of fucking people there. And the, he's the only person that gets bumped out into traffic. Yeah. How convenient. I know. Because uh, the Secret Service handled it all. That's how good they are. That's how secret their service is. And then the guy <laughs> runs away. And, and... And? And fucking Ushi Diegard or whatever the fuck her name is. Uh, the the secret, No, the Secret Service girl. Oh, Abby Cornish? Yeah, Abby Cornish. Ushi Diegard. Ushi Diegard is a fucking from the 70s and 80s. <laughs> okay. <She's a> porn star. <laughs> you fucker. Um, yes, I will. <laughs> there she is. Softcore porn. Softcore porn. Like, Softcore, man. Like Corman? Yeah. God damn, what is she, a fucking e- EXX? I don't know. Doesn't matter. Well, I'm just wondering because her shit's like bleeding out of the fucking thingy. <clears throat> well, yeah, that's all. she's also wearing like a small boy's top. <laughs> I asked like a 10-year-old boy. <laughs> oh, look at there. Breathless is right there, right? Yeah, I mean, she has, you know. Good size boobies. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So as she's running after the dude, ro- uh, lethal weapon style, she doesn't get the license plate of the government, the obvious government car yeah. that's sitting there. <laughs> that had to have been checked out from the White House Secret Service I mean, motor pool. Yeah, you could break you could break this movie down the entire time you're fucking watching it. <laughs> I've broken this movie down. The biggest bullshit, in, in my my opinion, is the 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 grid itself. You cannot look. I understand fantasy and and certain things, but come on. 
if you're going to set the movie around now, it's set around now, and you're going to have where all these nations get together to build this grid that cut that surrounds the entire fucking planet. Okay. Besides the fact that that, that would cost more than trillions of dollars. It would be fucking astronomically high that no one could afford, no country could afford to do it. And it doesn't. Oh, yeah. It's a fucking entire web of satellites. Yeah. And it's impossible. It's like a fucking. Yeah. It's like a. And it's not just. It's not just a a satellite. It's a web of like. Like Cobra satellites. Yeah. You know, Cobra weather satellites. Yeah. It's a web of those. So each one of those must cost (laughs) a hundred billion. Yeah. Exactly, right? And then, oh, but their excuse is, oh, we've got lines, rows and rows of, of shuttles flying up into space, which you say, outdated technology. Yeah, they have shuttles. <laughs> okay, so... there we're that billions we're, of dollars in fuel just to do that? We're on a planet that can fucking design an international space station for people to live on 24 hours a day, seven days a week. <laughs> and a web of fucking satellites where um, each... Basically, each satellite is over a country. Yeah, you know, and can fix any problem weather-wise when it comes to tornadoes or hurricanes, with the exception of like earthquakes, and even then, probably earthquakes because they didn't ever say they couldn't do it. Yeah, and be able to water places. You know, send down these fucking aerial projectiles to give rain to places that don't normally get it. Basically, fix the world's problems, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yet they are still. Using 1960s shuttle technology to shoot a fucking airplane into the sky. Yeah. Using the the old fucking fossil fuel sh- method. Yeah, fossil fuel and and booster technology from the 60s. Dude, it, I mean, it's I, not from, even from the 60s. From it's like recall, from the fucking 50s. It costs billions of dollars in jet fuel. Alone, just to get that fucker from from the surface of the planet to, to outer space. I don't. It's not billions. I'm, well, it's 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 uh, like thousands and thousands, like tens of thousands of tons of fuel, and it's jet fuel, which is extremely more expensive. So it's got to be fucking insane. It's uh, one million pounds. Okay. So. Okay. Well, and then how much does it cost? Ah, look at that. Sixteen cents per kilogram. Sixty-seven cents. Per gallon for oxygen, a gallon of liquid oxygen weighs four thousand kilograms. Uh, total amounts is three hundred eighty-four thousand gallons of liquid hydrogen for a cost of three hundred seventy-three thousand dollars. We could call it three hundred eighty thousand dollars. No, I call <laughs> bullshit on that. That's fucking NASA, dude. How much does NASA pay per kilogram for hydrogen and oxygen? Three hundred eighty-four. Thousand gallons. Three hundred eighty-four thousand gallons for a cost of three hundred seventy-six thousand, give or take one hundred forty-one thousand gallons of liquid oxygen for about ninety-four thousand, or about one hundred forty-one thousand for liquid oxygen. The total cost of propellant for rocket fuel is one million three hundred eighty thousand dollars. These numbers exclude the hydrogen and oxygen used for cooling. I, I look. I, I'm ske- <laughs> I'm skeptical on that for this reason. Why? Because every single time someone gets onto a private plane, it costs thirty to forty thousand dollars in jet fuel. Okay. To fucking fly a few hours away. Okay. So imagine how much it's going to cost. So uh, it's only ten times more to fucking put a goddamn gigantic shuttle into outer space. I don't think so, dude. It's going to be way fucking more than that. Okay. Unless you can it, you can argue with all the experts you want. I, mean, I don't have you, a fucking problem. But with you that. do understand what I'm saying, right? Unless they get they they're you on, you they're have on. a problem with anything that that people you've always had a problem with anything that people have a fucking 
unless they have some extreme fucking discount plan with whoever fucking makes the jet fuel. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, you're you're being skeptical for no fucking reason whatsoever. You don't think that makes you don't think that raises a question? If it costs- I just answered your goddamn question and now you're fucking and, and now you're now you're you're questioning it. You're questioning the question. <laughs> Didn't you say question everything you read? Except for hard fucking facts. Well, just because it pops up on a Google screen doesn't mean it's a hard fucking fact. This is from NASA.gov. That was from Quora. That I that how much does it cost for rocket fuel? Okay, and and generally, that's the number one answer that shows up in Google. That answer right there that I gave you is the number one answer that shows up in Google. How much does rocket fuel cost? Which means that the links that there this guy is using is one hundred percent accurate. Okay, uh, sure. I one million three hundred eighty thousand dollars for rocket fuel. That's right. propellant. Then I, I guess then all the when they say when they say it costs billions to put one of those fuckers in space, it's for the actual equipment and and it's and for building itself. and for everything else. All right, fine. If you want to get it right down to how much, I mean, everybody's using rocket rockets now to shoot stuff in this fucking space, yeah, SpaceX the- and all the stuff. So yeah, every time I I look up cost of rocket fuel per pound. It, the very first thing is that Quora thing, so, and those are those are well researched. I think that but. people need to get their private planes fucking upgraded, <laughs> their fuel systems because they're getting ripped the fuck off. All right. Uh, well, one has nothing to do with the other. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know. There's probably a more extreme f- form of jet fuel. I don't know. I, I you know I don't fucking know. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Jet fuel and rocket fuel are two different things. All right. Um. The the visuals on this movie, besides the fact that they are they feel like they they're incomplete for all the scenes where there's a flood, where it's going between buildings and stuff like that, it all looked like it was an incomplete fucking um, CGI work. Um, it it was fucking horrendous. The C, yeah the the shuttles in space, the Rio de Janeiro shit. Uh huh. When yeah. when you have they called it a cold front. Yeah. Oh right? god. Uh, god, that was bad. All right. So. And I was having a problem with that. Okay, so how cold does it need to be to freeze instantly? Instantly to freeze humans, not I human. People can develop hypothermia at temperatures above freezing if it's raining. Normal core is okay. No, I don't. I I want instant. Here we go. In order to freeze, his body fluids have to fall to 31.1, negative 31.1 degrees Fahrenheit. That's how, and that's, um, uh, how long could we go in the midst of winter without the sun? 1.2 seconds. Um, Humans can't freeze instantly. Temperature has nothing to do with it. Start with one living human being. Let's say his mass is 100 kilograms and his initial temperature is 37 degrees Celsius, which is 98.6. Yeah. In order to freeze, his body fluids would have to fall to negative 0.52 degrees Celsius or negative 31 degrees Fahrenheit, which is a change of about 140 degrees. Okay? Yeah. They say change of negative 37.52 Celsius, but it's 140 degrees if you're American. Um, Now, the amount of water in the human body depends on factors, so let's just use 55% water by mass. Uh, since a lower water percentage means a quicker freeze, so 100 kilogram being could have at the very least 55 kilograms of water. That means his water body's water would have to lose more than 8,600 kilojoules of heat energy. Okay, that's what that means. That's a lot of heat. 
Can a human body really lose that much heat instantly? No. Even if a human body were to were plunged into liquid nitrogen, it wouldn't freeze instantly. The skin would freeze, then the rest of it would freeze more slowly as internal yeah, heat sapped away. It's like falling on fucking lava. All right. So we've gotten that fucking bullshit out of the way. Yeah. There was a cold front in Rio de Janeiro, and the water... <laughs> the, the Medusa effect. Yeah, the water freezes, yeah. and then it yeah it spreads out like Medusa, and people are running away from it. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, there's, a, there's, there's ice coming at me, and freezes everyone instantly and kills them, except for one girl. Yeah. Oh, and the plane, the plane that was flying that broke into a, a million icicle pieces. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> Dude. It, it, this, Ew. The lightning strikes in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, people- Blowing could, shit up. Blowing shit up and people can still talk on their phones the whole time it's happening. Yeah. Or watch TV. Yeah. Well, they're watching TV in Atlanta, but still. Yeah. Dude, the, the, the movies- the movies. Look, Dean Devlin and, and company don't give a fuck about, about you trying to- like be intelligent about their movies. They just want to fucking entertain you enough that you spend money and they keep doing what they're fucking doing. Right. And and look, I I can take the worst of any fucking 1980s movie mm-hmm. and put it up against anything that Dean Devlin and, <laughs> and Toby Emmerich have made. Yeah. And to tell you the truth, it's better. I literally had posted a movie today called The Archer and the Sorceress. Uh-huh. Okay. Which I've never heard of. Right. I've never heard of it either. It's a 1981 TV movie, it says. Okay. And the voiceover is fucking horrendous. Mm. And I was more interested in watching that movie than I was in in even dealing with Geostorm. <laughs> because it's so bad. It's like, have you ever seen The Sword and the Sorcerer? Like once. It was boring to me. Yeah, with the three swords and they fucking shot it out. Yeah, you're talking about the Disney cartoon, right? No. I'm talking about... It was a live action? I, I missed it. It wasn't a live action. Uh, the Archer. The, there it is. Ba, 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 ba. The Archer Fugitive from the Empire. God, it looks like fucking Flash. Flash. Uh, oh. Savior of the universe. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. Thunder of the universe. Okay, so I'm not going to play that. <laughs> That's one elongated head. Geek Legion of Doom. There is <laughs> Death Stalker. Oh, yeah. There it is. The Sword and the Sorcerer. You've never seen this? No. Oh my god. There's an eighty two nineteen eighty two movie. Sorcerer Lee Horsley, bro. It's <laughs> got Lee Horsley and Lee Horsley. Sam Houston. Sa- Simon Mac Corkendale. Oh, it'd be nice if I could see it. There you go. It's got that nice eighties haze. Yeah. <laughs> but look. This trailer is infinitely more interesting. Oh, see, he shot off the fucking sword. Is infinitely more interesting than Geostorm. Oh, look at that dude. Oh, that's a good effect. I'm coming for you. Is that that ugly actor who plays like a mutant in every movie because of his natural looks? No. You know, the guy from Weird Science and... Um, no. Look at that. The, the, the fucking awesome three-bladed sword of doom. Ooh. And they can fire... Evil oh, E.T. They fucking fire off. It's awesome. <laughs> they got a queen, Bev Morda. How could you have never seen this Dude, fucking I, movie? Dude, I don't fucking, seriously, I don't recall this at all. I must have seen this movie a hundred times. It's even got that Oh, asshole. it's got Rucker Hauer it's in it. Got a, no, it's not Rucker Hauer. 
that asshole was in a um, a two part episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation where Picard's undercover on a on a on a, a ship. A uh, it's it's the guy that I call not Rucker Hauer, like a bounty ship or something, salvage ship. Is that Karen Allen? Fucking Matt Houston, bro. I think that's Karen fucking Allen, that's man. That's not Karen Allen. Yeah, that's uh, that's Karen Allen uh, pre uh, pre Harrison Ford dick. Uh, no, because fucking <laughs> it's Kathleen Beller. Well, damn it. Douche. What if that was Karen Allen and then she looked like that before she got the got the indie dick? Um, do you, do you see the date? <laughs> oh, cutting all the swords off can't, with his triple sword blade. Can't you just Not let fucking Joe speak stupid like no, he likes? I cannot. Mm. Oh, Serpentor, dude, he looked like that the um that one guy who creates the uh, the super fucking sized scorpions in uh, Clash of the Titans. Yeah, Serpentor. Um. Cobra Commander. I'm a white guy, but I sound Jamaican. <laughs> it's a uh, Cobra Commander. The fuck is that dude? That's name? good makeup, dude. That's that's not fucking bad. Look, these the fucking yeah. That's not Karen Allen. <laughs> Jumping for the sword, bro. Jumping for the it's sword. It's like they fucking made cool ass weapons in place of a good movie. Yeah, like Crawl. Yeah, Lee fucking Horsley. George Maharis. Richard Lynch. Lynch. Richard Lynch Lynch is the guy that I always get mixed up with. uh, Rucker? Rucker Hauer. I will always call him not Rucker Hauer. (laughs) He's like the the ugly spinoff. So, yeah, this, I mean, okay, so George saw the fucking, George, George, Joe saw the fucking uh, trailer for The Sword and the Sorcerer, not the Disney movie. Live action, yeah. No, it's a different movie. Live action. And, you know, I'm telling you right now, that movie is infinitely more interesting than the fucking piece of garbage that we just saw. Dude, I gave this movie a zero out of ten. I have never given any fucking review I've ever done a zero out of ten. That's not true. I didn't give no, 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 no. I haven't. Um, the lowest I've ever gone was a point five out of ten, and a point five um, went to Independence Day Resurgence, which oh, Dean Devlin, right? Um, and then uh, what was the other one? I don't know. You're not even on the mic. Getaway was pretty fucking low. Um, but uh, uh, what was it? What was it? Uh, Bad Santa Two was pretty fucking low. Uh, I, anyway, um, the Here lowest. Yeah, the lowest I've ever gone was point five out of ten. So, bro, you got to listen to this fucking voiceover. <laughs> the stronger the enemy, no. or he's got to save his people from a fate worse than death. Or lead them to ruin. Not exactly fucking awe-inspiring. Dude, he sounded like a game show fucking host. Like a game show um, narrator. You know, the voiceover guy. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. Like, fucking come on down. Yeah, if you want to watch a terrible movie trailer, it's The Archer Fugitive from the Empire. But he literally said that. He's going to lead his people to ruin, you know. Save his people from death or lead, lead them to ruin. Still looks better than In the Name of the King. And Geostorm. <laughs> and Geostorm. Look at this. Oh, in your face, dick. Yeah, dude. D- dude, this movie makes... I, I gave... Uh, what did I give earlier this year? I gave Transformers um, the last night. I gave that a .5 out of 10. I think I gave that a zero. And the .5, the .5 came from Anthony Hopkins. The rest of that movie was complete shite. So, yeah. This movie didn't have Anthony Hopkins. This movie... <laughs> It had it had Eugenio Derbez, 
who gets fucking completely wasted with his talents. He, they show him like three fucking times and he barely says anything. Right. And then he had one funny line. I can't remember what it fucking was because it happened so goddamn fast. Oh, that's when they... I thought you were taller uglier no after that not the, the thing that was in the trailer it was when he rescues him or something like that in this you know near the end of the movie it, it just every fucking actor was in this movie was a fucking waste of time yeah this this whole movie sucked balls yeah it, it was it was painful to watch and i didn't start look when we saw san andreas i started fucking laughing my ass off at it because of how stupid the movie was this movie i couldn't even fucking laugh until i got near the end of the film you know, when it got near the end and I'm just like, they're fucking, you know, you got Gerard Butler flying through all this fucking debris to get to that fucking satellite so he can get, you know, get home to his kid. Right. Yeah. And then, and then, oh, the girl that the, the, the fucking, she decides to stay behind, but yet she doesn't communicate with him the whole time that she stayed behind until she's right behind him and he didn't hear her. Right. You know, and like what the fuck? God damn it. It's like this childish fucking script writing, man. I, I it's fucking insulting, and the people keep spending money on this shit. They keep fucking doing it. Why? Why? Anyway, trying to understand people like that. And you fucking said people clapped when you went to your show. Fucking shows. people clapped. That makes no goddamn sense to me. Yeah, I'm done with this fucking movie. Yeah, man. fuck this movie. This movie is sitting at an 11% Rotten Tomatoes approval yeah, rating. Yeah, well, it's, it's 12% too high. Yeah, it was fucking, yeah. <laughs> that means. Yeah, I know. I got it. What? It 10 out of every 100 critics, 11, 11 out of every 100 critics like this movie? Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. And you feed into this system. You continually feed in, you, you 11 people, Yeah. continually feed into this fucking bullshit system, and I'm going to talk about this in a second. Yeah, yeah. Because, I got to, hold on, I'll point with the right end. <laughs> because, I wish I had the SpongeBob arm where I could fucking fold it and it would point for me and all this other stuff. Yeah. Feed into the system, and you do it because you either are fucking a bunch of shills and are paid off by the movie industry to give them good ratings so that when they show the shit on TV, something like, you know, Bob's Village News, like, literally, they're starting to show, like, dot-com stuff, like, you know, muscleworship.com loves this movie. Brilliant! Muscleworship.com. Brilliant. Uh, Absolutely brilliant. And if you're ever interested in a great website, by all means, muscleworship.com. Anyways, and we're not a paid sponsor. Is he smoking? Yeah, that's Wes Bentley, I think. He's angry smoking. Yeah, he's like, uh, not sure if I should be smoking, smoking. He's like, I'm angry, but I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you fucking people that pay for this shit, you're encouraging the pedophiles. No, 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 no. The fucking misogynists. Nope. And the Dean Devlins of the fucking world nope. to keep making the shit that they're making. Are not. Disagree. <laughs> I'm, I'm I know. being dramatic. <laughs> because they don't pay for their shit. They go see it for free. Yeah. We pay for it. However, I've gotten beyond that whole we pay for these movies, and I'll tell you why. Because we just went and saw the Matt Damon movie, and I was time. having a problem with... I, w- I was... I was having a more moral moral problem with oh, yeah. these the, movies the because of Harvey Weinstein and whatever else. Now, yeah. I'm going to tell you this, all right? Our money doesn't go to pay for that movie. Our money goes to pay for the theater so that they can recoup their money having to buy yeah. this movie. It's the theaters that are feeding into the system. Our money every single penny that we give to the theater, the theater has to give to the 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 studios for lease yeah okay 
we're not because the movie's already paid for the movie. Yeah. The, the the fucking cinema complex has already paid for the movie. So my whole morality bullshit is false because I'm not paying some wacky pedophile rapist douchebag to continually make movies. The goddamn theaters are. Oh. You know, and and the the direct TVs are because of the syndicated everything else. And then the Hollywood studios just steal that money right back from us. And the only time that we actually pay for it is for the fucking DVDs. So I'm just not going to buy D I'm like I'm not gonna buy Batman versus Superman. I'm not going to buy Justice League. I'm not going to contribute to these cunty little bitches that continually pedophile up the, the system and sexually assault and rape people. Okay. There are some movies that I will buy, though. Anyways, yeah. that's the end of my rant. Okay. <laughs> what, what, were our, what was our predictions on the... I don't know. I think I won, though. <laughs> you think you won? I think I did. I, I know I, I gave pretty fucking low. Uh, you didn't give it that low. I think I gave it too high, though. What do you think you gave it? I think I gave it like a 23. Oh. Well, let's see. Hold on a second. I know, I know I gave the movie zero stars, but I think I gave it a 23 out of fucking, out of 100 Rotten Tomato score. I am looking it up as we... I'm, I am happy to say that when I, 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 every couple of months I save up my free ticket yeah. and I used it for Geostorm. Yeah. <laughs> Get on the program, man, so you don't have to pay for shitty fucking movies. Yeah. Horror shit. Are you ready? Yeah. Close enough. Holy shit. I gave it a 12 and you gave it a 4. All right. So I, it has a You 11. won because you were one off. <laughs> close, dude. It, it's so close. It doesn't fucking matter. You won because I'm I'm seven off and you're one off. Yeah, but there's still you know what I mean. All right. Anyway, we both knew you're it was seven up. Shit. I'm one on one down. <laughs> you win. All right, and then uh, yeah. So of course, let's. Uh, okay, so what is Suburbicon getting right now? Suburbicon is getting, I believe, like thirty-eight. Oh yes. <laughs> I'm gonna win for next week. Yeah, you probably will. You fuck. All right. <laughs> I don't know if that, that'll change. Fuck but, you. But yeah, they already it, this movie was pre-screened. So, um, and then uh, so the next movie that we will be talking about on Cinescape Movie Reviews is going to be Suburbicon, of course. Um, we'll let y'all know how that is uh, when we get to it. Okay, okay. Okay. That's okay. 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 Now get going. Well, guess I'll uh, catch you on flip side, okay? It, your lips will keep flapping. Mm, you sick little I monkey. I can't do the Squidbillies one anymore. <laughs> Morty, quit touching Morty. my breast, Morty. 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 All right. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good show. Jolly good show. Jolly good show indeed. Hakuna Matata, bitches. <laughs> Thanks again for listening. Be sure to check us out at a couple of averagejoes.com and please make sure that you leave a comment and share the podcast. That would be awesome. Have a good night. This is the end. It's the end. Finito! The end, I tell you! We're all going to nibble the dust! Or go fuck yourself.